Today, we are celebrating Steve and Justin Scott of Tampa SEO Training Academy. Hi, Steve. Hi, Scott. Welcome. Hey, John. Hey, Connie. How you doing? How are you? Doing very well. Yeah. Doing very well. We're I'm really curious about, about you guys and your business, your family business. So where did it get started? How did how did Tampa SEO Training Academy start? Because I see Steve Scott SEO.com behind Steve. <laughs> yeah. It actually started for me back in 1996, where I was I was working in the computer. Well, I, I maybe go back a little further than that. Like I first got my first computer when I was 16, so it was like 1982. It was a VIC-20, and I knew I liked it a lot. I had an affinity for it, and when I got into the real world, uh, I started to mess around with computers. And I, uh, when the World Wide Web came about, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. I like the concept of this. I was a marketing major in college, so I already had marketing in my blood. I had the computer background before that. And so uh, I got into designing websites and then uh, component to the the new where you've got the online training, but then are there like live Q&As or something? Yeah. So in fact, the, the new model, we were just actually running through the different levels that we're going to be doing. But the Tampa SEO is more the agency uh, and training and so on, right? Live in-person consulting and so on. The, the video on demand training is going to come with, depending on what level you're at, either like email support or weekly Q&As, weekly email, ask an expert emails. We're going to be doing monthly reviews of websites so that everybody gets a chance to kind of ask questions, see other people's questions and their responses. And then those will, of course, we'll record all of that. It's like you guys will be recording this and then we'll share that with everybody else so they can see how changes that some people are needing or you know, how they need to implement. They'll be able to now see how others are doing it and how what recommendations we're making to others so that rather than asking the same question again, they can go implement. There'll be uh, live uh, Q&As as well for certain membership levels. Monthly, I do what I call an Ask Anything session, Ask the Expert. And uh, it's like the third Monday of the month or second Monday of the month. I forget which one it is, honestly. And it just it's an open call, right? You get 15-minute call. Just give me a call. Pick up the phone. Ask me a question on, on a problem you're having, a question you're having. I've had students ask me how to get started. I've had people who are like, hey, I'm leaving the corporate world. and want to start my own business. How do I get started? Or... Or it's just, hey, can you look at my website? I don't know what's going on, why it's not working right. So it kind of just depends. But so certainly that. And then I also have uh, consulting hours that we offer too. So those can be anything from, hey, I'll teach you how to do it live or you be the driver. I'll be the navigator, kind of get you around, show you how to do things, give you homework for the next the next day or the next meeting. So uh, yeah, we offer, like I said, monthly services, this sort of consulting, which is kind of a work together. And then the on-demand or in-person, the in-person is available for group sessions, but the on-demand is, it's really more like you said, more the sign of the times. We yeah. started to see a lot of people not wanting to put butts in seats, uh, as they used to call it back in the day. And then when COVID hit, obviously that was like an immediate, no more, you know, it ain't happening anymore. And now I'm starting to see a bit more of, of people requesting in-person live training, but it's a smaller segment of the market these days that want to go and sit in the classroom, want to be in a room and everybody wants everything right away. They don't want to wait. They don't want to, they want to get it free or cheap or whatever. So we had to adapt. As you said, you got to pivot as the times call for it. And that's what this, the newer brand is, is trying to do. Oh. I see. So, so Yeah. So, so yeah, Justin. Justin, how did you get involved in all this? 
Well, I mean, I've I've been around it since I was a child. I mean, like, it's surprisingly, he would always be upstairs and I'd hear him talking to different clients. I'm like, what is he talking about? I had no idea. Like, me, myself, I'm like, what is SEO? I always thought it was CEO too or just something before I even got into the business. But I was in college and not even a year ago, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was like, what do I want to do? <laughs> I was just, every every grad, grad asked that question. They're like, what are, what's next? And he was, that was like, you could always come work for me. And I was like, you know what? I didn't want to jump into the corporate world right, right away. Definitely could have gotten a job, 100%. Knew that, had offers. I was just like, I don't want to do that right away. It just wasn't on my mind. I was like, I was like, I can't be getting micromanaged, just answering to somebody right away. I just couldn't do it personally. I had never been like that ever. So I was like, he was like, make your own hours, make your own calls. You can make some money. I can help the business out as a whole. And I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. So I started to learn a little bit more about the company, about what it was, about what we do as a whole and how we help people. And it really has been tremendous since January when I started. I I've learned a lot. I'm still learning, but I'm able to hold a conversation with people, anybody, honestly, and talk about SEO because I understand it more so than I think a lot of other people do. So that's kind of how it got started. It's going great right now. I mean, I, like, like I met you guys, you great people through RGA and just through the networking events because I've been calling people on the phones all day, talking, which I like, honestly. Some people obviously don't like cold calling warm and just following up with people. I personally do speaking with clients, but getting out there, getting boots on the ground type of thing, meeting new people, showing people what we could do for them. I really enjoy. And that's why I think I I, I like what I'm doing right now. So definitely going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, sales portion of Tampa SEO, and then we'll just see where we go from here. So that's how I got started with the business itself. Yeah. And, and what's been great too, is like, I've had other salespeople before and the role has intimidated a lot of people because we do do so much and there's so much to know. Um, and even experienced salespeople I've had come in lasted a month or so and just couldn't, they couldn't do it. They couldn't handle it. But Justin's always been very tenacious about, he doesn't want to, he wants to make sure he's got it in everything that he's done ever, like since a child, really. And which has been fantastic for, for me in many ways, for him in lots of ways. And when he's, and he always had that sort of, you know, he's very charming. You know, he gets it from his father, of course. And he he's very personable. Again, he gets it from his father. And so he really, he, he's he's good like that. He's always been like that. Even as a child, I would hear this. We, we both are in CrossFit. It's been about, what, eight or nine years now. And he's 21. So 13, 14 years old, he's in CrossFit with adults. And the adults would come up to me separately and they'd go, you've got an amazing kid there. Like, he's so charming. He's so personable. He's so this. And some of the dads would be like, man, I hope my kid turns out like yours. And he was just always had that. Of course, as a father, you couldn't ask for anything better to hear. So when he asked me, he finally, I was never one to push either. I didn't push sports on him. If he wanted to play a sport, we'll do a sport. He wanted to do this, we'll do this. It was always like, what do you want to do? What, what, what drives you? What fuels you? And so when he came to me and he said, I don't know what I want to do. I know I want to do, I want to do a, I want to do a personal coaching and training, but you know, I want to make some money too. I don't know what to do. And so look, sell, sell for me. I need someone to answer the phones. I need someone to go out and ground, ground and pound. I need someone to follow up with people. I don't have time. I'm managing clients. I'm managing the people that are managing the client. I don't have the time for this. I said, you can make some money. I said, I'll pay you to call me calls. I'll pay you to get people on appointments. I'll pay you to get people on a newsletter and I'll give you a commission on people that you sell. And then you set your own hours. 
This way you can go to the gym when you want to go. You can, you can work on your CPT that let, let this be your main job and let that be your side hustle until the point where like the side hustle becomes, you know, maybe they balance out a little bit and, but you're on your own, do your own thing. And he's always been super self-motivated. So I, I never had to get on about grades or about, about classes. I never had to get on about like cleaning his room or anything like that. It was just, he just very self-driven and he had the personality for sales. And I got him some training from a professional sales guy. And I asked the guy separately, I'm like, how's he doing? What do you think? And he's, he's a natural. This kid's got it. He's, and I was like, I, I, easily. I <laughs> learn easily. It's like, I just ex- absorb everything that I like. I feel like a lot of people, when they learn a new skill, it's it just goes straight through them, honestly, or they have to obviously write it down. They have to read it a couple of times. And I'm that same way. But like when I'm learning new information, I'm like, I, I, I soak it up like a sponge. Like I just, and then I implement it right away. Even if I make a mistake, I know why I made that mistake. And then I can move forward with, all right, I need to do this next. I, I keep doing that. So like you said, the and the sales training has been great too, just as a whole very grateful for what he's been able to do for me too so it's all been good all been good and well yeah and he's always been good like whenever whenever i needed to whenever i whenever i put training in him whatever it was whether it was coaching on baseball whether it was to up his scores on his sat to get the bright futures kind of thing whenever i invested in him it always paid back in one way or another so i knew it was a no-brainer to get him coaching from a sales professional because like I knew it's going to turn into money for him, for me, for everybody. So I, I never hesitated on that. I believe in training, obviously, right? I mean, it's what I do. So I certainly want to get that kind of people from something else. And he has just been, it's been amazing. Like he's learned so much and, and he's always been, I always call him a pit bull. Sometimes when it's things I don't want to be bothered with, he's pit bulling me for money or for this or for that. Like he won't let it go. But in sales, that's a great to have. To, to not let things go, to be on it, to be on top of it. And he's always been good like that. And it just translated very well for me. And he could literally go sell for anybody. I know that. There'd be no problem. Nice. Consistent and persistent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say about SEO. That's how you get good SEO rankings. You be consistent. Same and thing. Consistent. Yes, exactly. A clear and consistent message, right? And that's wonderful. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, I, I mean, one of my questions that I like to ask is, is what what sets you apart uh, from the 20 competitors? That's that's more in a coaching setting than, than in our podcast. But what I'm hearing right away, you've been doing SEO since I'm not, I didn't even know the term SEO existed in the 90s. So that uh, you've been doing it that long. I would, I would think that's one of the big differentiators in, in your company and, yeah. and that you pair the, you marry the training with the, the, agency part of it so that people can, you can give people a spectrum from completely done for you to completely do it yourself. It's brilliant. Well, it, it even turned into more than that because the idea of getting, of starting SEO was again, to get that monthly residuals, the training part, like I said, that kind of came out of when I got out of college, I went to this company that was doing training around all those major companies in Manhattan. I mean, American Express, Pfizer, Revlon, I mean, uh, you name it. Any Fortune 500 company in Manhattan, I was at UN, Daily News, Hawthorne, New York, New Jersey. I mean, Progressive. I mean, everything we were at teaching them how to do stuff. So I had this training background. Then I got into a bit more corporate world for a while. And then I went out on my own doing the SEO side and the web development side of things. And then when the training idea came, I was like, wow, I could I'm going back 
to what I loved because I loved teaching. I loved seeing eyeballs and the ideas pop. And now I'm teaching stuff that I've done. So I know how to do. And so that became really interesting. What was, what was super interesting about it though is a lot of times people would come to my class. They'd spend, you know, it was a $2,500 class for a week, right? Five days, about 500 bucks a day. And people would come and pay me $2,500, see what's involved, go home and go, hey, can you do this for me? Because I'm trying to run a business. Over here. I don't have time. I mean, there's a lot of work here. And obviously, you know, you did. You just told me five days worth of material over eight hours a day. It's clear you know what you're doing. Can you do it for me? So a lot of my students became clients. And yep. if they weren't clients, said they, that was going to happen. <laughs> you know, they become consulting clients sometimes where they're trying to help their their clients, but they're struggling. I don't know what to do. Can you help me out? Sure. They get on an hour call. I pay for a consulting fee and we'd help them out right away. Oh, great. So I became a resource. And then we started teaching other competitors in the area, right? So there's people that send their people to me to learn. There's people that I've taught whole marketing companies in Tampa, their whole team, how to do SEO right. And they're basically competitors, right? They're basically doing the same thing I'm doing, but they came to me to learn how to do it right. So I teach them. And then of course, when they need help, they come to me for, for other stuff. So that's generally the, the differentiator I use. The fact that, A, I've been doing it forever. I've seen all the changes from the beginning before the days of Google. B, I, I got 25 plus years of experience in the business. I've been teaching it for 15 years and I teach you competitors. Why go to the competitor? Come to the teacher, right? So, and, and we do all this work also. And so by offering these sort of different levels, it really allow us to cover everybody's needs without stepping on anybody's so like I don't I'll teach my competitor. There's plenty of work out there. It's not it's every company that's really looking to succeed needs what I offer and needs. And there's a ton of companies out there. And I, I'll tell you what, in the early days, SEO did get a bad rep because you had a lot of these people reaching out saying, hey, give us $100 and we'll get you 10,000 links or we'll do this. And, and people would buy into that or they'd get swindled by somebody and sold a bill of rights that was you know just not right and they would buy in and then it soured the market for seo people like started to think of the seo business as, as scammers or shysters and there was plenty of them out there but if you knew someone that was reputable and knew how to do the job it may take a little bit longer especially nowadays it takes a lot longer than it did 15 years ago but if you if you did it right and did the right thing and followed the rules you'd be successful over time like with anything you know most people don't go into business and successful overnight takes time to get there, but everybody wants everything yesterday. And they think, yeah, oh, if I do this, I'll get, I'll get there quicker. And more often than not, Google caught on, penalized those people. And they were in worse shape than if they had just done it the right the first time. Yeah. Right. So Justin, from your point of view, how yeah. do you present the company? Meaning that how it differentiates from other people? Yes. I would definitely say the customer service hand out, like hand, hands down for sure. A lot of people and a lot of businesses ship off their SEO work because it's cheaper to like third world countries because a lot of people are doing the work out there, but either it's not the right time zone. They don't answer them correctly. They don't know. Sometimes they don't speak English sometimes. So that's a big, huge deal. I've just, I, I noticed I get calls all the time about trying to get work, even though they don't know who they're speaking to directly. So I've just uh, working with clients and working with people that want to come on with us. I've noticed they've just been screwed in the past just recently. And they're like, I don't know. And their, their trust is hard to 
get. And I always say, look, let me let me earn 5% of your trust and I can show you how we can earn the 95% of it, like seriously. And so when we when I present that to somebody, they're always questionable and they're always like, hmm, but they're like their their guard breaks down. Okay, let me just show them and let, the, let me let, let them show me what they can do for me. And then that opens up a lot of doors. And I always tell people, look, call my number. I give my cell to everyone that I speak to. I don't ever give them a business line. And that's big, I feel like, for a lot of people. So you're not calling a direct center. You're calling me. And I'm the only one that's going to speak to the owner directly. He's my dad. I can get him on the phone in a call. If you want something done, give me a call. Like, seriously, that's how it works. So this, this that that's just how it works in general. So if you want something done right away, I tell people either text me, call me, email me. I'm going to answer you within an hour. So that is a big, big deal for people. Like we'll, we'll have people like if there's an issue, say I've, I've closed someone. I, I, I've talked to them maybe once, twice a month, maybe, right. Just to kind of see how things are going. Cause I like to check in with people too, even though they're work like they're working with, with, with Steve. I, I, I still like to check in to see how things are being done. I'm like, look, we have 11 people on staff, right? But they're all doing different things. I don't, and sometimes our social media manager might be talking to the client one day and then our, our just our assistant might be talking to them the other day, our bookkeeper. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts, but I'm always the same person that's going to be reaching out to them every single time. Right. So we don't, like I said, we don't have any other sales reps right today in the business. It's just me. Right. So you know who to contact and who's going to give you the right information. And if I don't have an answer, I know who to ask, like the, this, the, where I, I know where to go. So that's kind of how I represent the company and make people understand that you can trust us. And we do really good work since we've been around since 90 before I was born. So <laughs> it's, like, it's just give us a chance. It's like you might as well. It doesn't hurt. And, um, and we're local too. you're talking family. I, I came up in a business. I worked in Manhattan, as I mentioned, but I also worked and and the people that I met in that first company I worked at the training organization are still some of my best friends to this day. And then I moved to uh, a financial products company where I worked for seven years doing automation and stuff. And some of those people are still some of my best friends. To the, in fact, they just had a big reunion party in Manhattan like last week. There was like 40 people there. So I had gotten to really, really good companies that just felt like very family oriented, like you knew these people. And then the last company, as I mentioned, the one, the one with the, just said the reunion, they were, I mean, it was money. We were, it was, it was called general refinancial products, which is the financial part of general reinsurance, which insures insurance companies. So if you can imagine how much money insurance companies make, think of how much money the folks that insure the insurance companies are pulling in. So this company had gobs of money, treated everybody like a human in the days where you had three, you know, where most people had three days of sick days or number of days. They were like, if you're sick, stay home. We don't want you coming in and get everybody else sick. If you need a time off, if you wanted to take a vacation day on a, on a Friday and a Monday and have a long weekend, just, just let us know. And they always treated you like a person and not, hey, you're on salary. You should be, it was like, and what happened is it fostered such a good wanting to be there, right? The idea of it, it wasn't so much a job, it was more like like a family. And it felt like we got free lunch every day. We had was business casual. We were in a corporate company. It was business casual all the time. You had massive, amazing Christmas parties with like lobster and, and crab. And, and we were right across the rink from the, the ice skating rink where they do the tree lighting ceremony in Manhattan. So every year our Christmas party was right there the day of the tree lighting. So we had, and it, it just felt so like you were treated like an individual as a person and not a number. 
And I wanted to rep represent that in my business too. And the people on my team, and I've had a bunch of them with me seven, eight years. In fact, one just, she's my, my bookkeeper, office manager. She has been working remote since COVID. And every now and then she'll come up. So she's like, hey, I had a doctor's appointment nearby. How about I stop in for uh, for a cup of coffee? And we just sat and we chilled for an hour and a half, had some coffee, talked business, talked life, talked whatever. And and, and that I just want people to understand, like, if you're sick, you, you can't work today. Go, go take a nap. Go, it'll be there tomorrow. Just go take a nap. Take care of you. If you're good, then you're better to work. If you're crappy and you feel crappy and you're forced to do something, you're not going to do as good a job. You're maybe making mistakes. You know, I'd rather you take the time and do what you need to do. Clients will wait. They're, they're not going anywhere. And if I lose a client because there was a death in the family and the guy that was doing your job couldn't do it, well, I don't want you as a client. Go. I'll find someone else. Bye-bye. I don't need that. So. And so I've been very real about that with my clients. I'm very open about what's going on, open with what's I may I encourage my team to reach out to clients. They don't have to come to me for permission. I want clients to see that we're a team, that everybody has a little input and has a little say. And then we've also done like team meetings, like Zoom meetings. And A, it's hard to get everybody in a room on a Zoom meeting, pick a date and a time. And everybody like initially thinks, oh, this is another meeting, everybody. And it turned out like when we've done these, Everybody's like, that was a great meeting. It was so great to meet everybody. And so everybody has this initial whatever, but between those things and a staff, I started a staff chat room, right? We're all remote, but I started a staff chat room and it's really just morning, afternoon. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm heading in. How's everybody's day? And at first people were like, this is stupid. What are we doing this for? And over time it became, Hey, this is, this is how we, this is how we become together. This is how we come together a bit more. And so now the last one, everybody got a chance to introduce themselves because we had a couple of new team members. Everybody got a chance to talk about what they do, what their role is. And then we asked everybody to tell us a little bit about themselves, just like enjoy, like, like who they are, what they like, what their passions are. And turned out we have a couple of musicians in the group that started to get together and started sharing music and started sharing stuff. We have a couple of writers in the group that were doing things on the side that we didn't know about. And that's sort of some conversations. And so it brought everybody a little closer together. And yeah, so I try to do things like that to just, it's hard when you're working remotely to do things like that. And I think I, I think I mentioned to you last time we spoke for, for the holidays last year, um, rather than giving people a bonus, right? I mean, sure. Cash is nice. Everybody likes cash. I know Justin likes cash, but what I tried to do, what I tried to do is I tried to get them something that they could use that would make their lives easier or their work life easier. And also that when they, they use that, it brings a good memory. Right. So I got one of my people, I got two of my people, like a new chair, right. That they could nice chair that they could sit in. I let them pick from eight or 10 different chairs that I thought were good and were nice and were reasonable, but not like cheapo chairs. You know what I mean? Uh, I bought somebody else who was working on a small monitor, a big 27 inch monitor. I bought someone else a battery backup because she kept complaining about how, where she was, her power kept going out and she was losing work and all that. So it was little things like that. And then it was more about like the thought that counts kind of a thing. I mean, the gift is nice, but it was really more, okay, when the power goes out and her computer doesn't go down, she's like, so glad I have that. Or when you sit down in that chair and you go, oh, it feels so comfy. So I try to do things like that to, to, to show people that I care. I give birthday gifts. I'll send people Amazon things for birthdays. You know, I'm so glad to have you on team. I'm really open about telling people I appreciate them and I appreciate what they do and thank you. And I try to make them see that they, they're not just an employee. They're not some staff member, not some consultant. They're a part of my team. They're a part of my extended family and they matter to me. 
And that's why I like to have people and, and they and they stay around. They stick around because they like how they're treated. They like what they're getting. And I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. We've got great a great team. Yeah. I spoke, to, I spoke to today, like I was talking to Steve about how I wanted to send out cards to our clients saying thank you for your just thank you for everything. Some we've had who how long has brothers been with you, Dad? How long? It's over 10 years. Over 10 years. Maybe so 10 years. Th there's been a lot, a couple clients that have just been with us for a long time. And so been through bad times, good times. So I want to say thank you. And that's why I actually spoke to Linda Cameron today about getting some cards together so we can send out to all of them. Just just to say thank you. Like, seriously, that's all I really want to, to them to understand that we appreciate them. And even if you don't stay with us forever, that's okay. But we just want to let you know that we, we, we love the work that we're doing for you right now. So that's what we try to tell to, like I said, my coworkers, his employees, and just the clients that we work with as well. So yeah, when he branched it to me, I was like, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it's not something I didn't ever really done. I see people do it. I feel bad when I get cards from people and I didn't do it. And it's not like everybody does it. I mean, I know that, but I was like, that's a good idea. What can we do? Find out what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Because you know, and, and I'm also good about that too. Somebody comes to me with an idea. I'm always looking for the next great idea. Everybody is. And you come to me, you present me an idea that, that and you know, I'll say, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Or, and I'm, I can be very stubborn at times too, but I always say, Hey, if you can prove to me that your way is good or has better, has a, you know, qualities that the way I've been thinking about doing it is you could show me that it makes sense to do it your way. I'll, I'm all in. Let's go do it your way. Like I'm, I'm, you can change my mind. But you just prove to me that that what you're talking about is worthwhile value. A lot of times people come to you with ideas that we've already tried that don't work for this reason, or we've thought about it, but maybe costs are outside of what we can do right now or different reasons. But I'm always willing to listen to my team. And I tell them all the time, if you have an idea, if you're thinking about something, let me know. And then I'll also tell folks, I'll regularly ask them, hey, is there anything that you're not doing that you'd like to do more of or that you've seen you want to have a little bit more experience with? Let me know. And I'll try to steer them a little bit. So a little bit of their time, a little bit of their, what they're putting in can go to something, either learning something new or trying something different. And that's all becoming a lot more like with ChatGPT and using that, integrating some of that has become sort of like the next step. My content writers were worried that they were going to be out of business with content. And I'm like, no, 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 still need you. But, you know, but this will help you get where you're going quicker. We can get more done in the same time. You're still going to have to wordsmith the heck out of it and make it make it look good. But if you can get a good foundation, a good base to start out with, great. My training these days, same thing. It used to take me eight to 16 hours to pull together like an hour, an hour and a half worth of actual training. Now it's about half that time. And it's not that I'm copying and pasting, but it's just, it's giving me those points. I'm making sure I don't miss. It's making sure. And I'm like, and when I get something, I can write my own words for it or update it. But it's those kind of ideas that I'm always looking for, like the next thing. What's next? What else can we do? And having, I don't know everything. And anybody that says everything is, is a liar. I know a lot about a lot, but there's lots I don't know. And I have I have somebody that's very involved in email. And she's amazing with the email. So I count on her. She says, oh, we can do this. We can do I'm like, Jazz, this is you. I'm putting this in you. I'm going to trust you. Do what you think is the best thing to do, right? And I let them do it. I don't need to micromanage everything. I'm sure there's things I want a, a certain thing or a certain way. But I was like, do whatever you think looks good. Don't don't worry about what I'm doing. Do what you want to do. Let me see what you got. And the first time she fully did it on her own, I was like, damn, this looks great. This is amazing. Like, oh, send it. Like, no changes. And so uh, that, again, is part of, I think, the environment that I'm trying to establish.
I got to jump in here. So I, I'm going to make a bet and I'm going to ask Jace, Justin, sorry, okay. Justin, if, if this is accurate or not. Okay. He's not afraid to let people make mistakes, right? He will let them make, he will give them something to do, let them make a mistake. And if they make a mistake and it goes completely sideways, they're not fired. It's okay. There's not a bunch of blame. It's just, okay, let's figure out what, what went wrong and, and fix it. Is, am I accurate? Yeah, there's no, you're exactly right. There's no blame. There's no, <laughs> there's no heart. There's no like, why, why didn't you do it this way? It's just, like, okay, let's, let's look at it. Let's, let's, let's see how we could do it better. And then, and let's solve the problem together. It's not, and it's not all on the person, but it's like, it's like, why didn't you do this for me? It's, it's okay. Maybe we can change a few things and then we can adjust it together. Or if, or he's also confident, like you said, in, in all our employees to basically say, look, let's change a few things. And then do it again he's not he's in and he'll just look at it again he's not he doesn't have to like he says micromanage everything that any of us do honestly none of us are getting micromanaged and we get the work done and we do good work so i mean if that doesn't tell you some anything i mean that's we were in a good everyone's in a good spot whenever in this in this in this business that'll work for you i want to go to work I feel like I'm. I I want to at, at some at the end of this. I'm. I'm gonna want to this director's cuts that they do in movies where the the director they play the movie and the director stops the movie and says, "Okay, yeah. now notice this and, and listen to what he just said." And I feel like I want to go back through this and do that because did you hear what he just said? Oh my God, you're talking about. Well, you had a wonderful experience in a good in a really strong culture, a corporate culture that was as if they were running a family business. And that was such a stroke of luck for you, in my opinion. But you were the right guy, too. I mean, I'm, I can hear that. I can see that. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's so much here about letting, figuring out people's strengths, letting them work at their strengths, focus on their strengths, not trying to for, force a square peg into a round hole and, mm -hmm. and developing people, uh, listening, being curious, be stubborn, but curious. I love that combination. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've got, I've done this a couple of times. Yeah. I, I can throw out the pretty obvious stuff that won't work, but. You know, I'm, I don't know everything. That's there's a security there, a, a self-confidence there that allows you to allow other people to to play with it and try things. And, and the knowing that you don't know everything. I, I think the fact that you're in this industry that is constantly changing helped support that. And if you yeah. were in something that where things didn't change for 30 years and then maybe they invented a new thing and then another 30 years it, it'd be a lot easier to just get stuck in your ways but yeah. but i mean this is just like a master class in culture management and the other thing i want to point out here one of my pet um sayings is that your employees are your best customers they basically buy coming back to work every day yeah and and you see that intuitively and you are treating them as your best customers. And and I just, I want to support that. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's funny you ask about the, the mistake making. And I think one of the reasons why I'm so okay with it is because when I started out, I was a solopreneur, right? I did everything. And you didn't have the internet really. I mean, it, you didn't have... I shouldn't say you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the, the 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 vast quantity of information available, right? And so when I was doing this for people, I had to learn on my own. And so I learned by making a ton of freaking mistakes until I got it right. And so I tell people, look, and I'm paying people by the hour, right? For the most part. And I'm like, look, if you, if you want to figure something out on your own, take a half an hour, take an hour. All I ask is that you don't waste too much time on something. 
Like I understand the value in, in looking into things and learning on your own and trying and attempting and failing. But if you get to a point where it's just not coming together, that's when you want, I, want, I, need, I need you to understand, stop, ask, because I may have done this a million times where I go, oh yeah, you got to do this. Or I just, I want people to get the opportunity to learn. And, and typically the folks that I tend to hire, they're not always the most experienced, right? They have a little bit of experience, obviously, but what I found the people that do best over the years are the people that can clearly explain to me that they can figure it out. They don't, they don't like, I don't need help. Like I can always Google it or we, we, we use GTS a lot. Google that stuff we'll say all right and it's like with 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 all like you can f find out anything you need to find out on the web right you just have to look and you have to research and you have to look at your sources and whatnot so i encourage people to do that i want them to do that i want them to be self self-fulfilling self-actualized just figure it out and the folks that have always lasted long and done the best in this business have been able to do that and the ones that don't that can't get it can't figure it out they just don't make it. They just cannot make it. And, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why I encourage people to make mistakes because I know you're going to learn from them. And I, I do say, but learn from it. I don't want to see that same mistake over and over and over again. Like the whole fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. Yeah, I'm okay, but don't keep making the same mistake. And if you, if you can learn and grow, awesome. That's exactly what I'm looking for. But it's so funny how you kind of pick that out. <laughs> Yeah, that's, gosh, again, the corporate, I want to focus on the family a little bit. So the, the the family has the opportunity, the family business owner has the opportunity to do what you talked about in terms of the gifting. You, you've got a little more, more, a little more control over what you spend. You've got, you've got control over the budget and, and you can do those things, but you can also, you've got a mind to hiring, you've got a long-term outlook instead of that quarter to quarter management. And it seems like corporate is always hiring. They want to hire a skill, a finished skill. Just And, and, and if the, the skill set changes a little bit, the first thing they're going to do is replace that person with somebody newer that's got that new skill set instead of upskilling them. Right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you're the opposite of that. And that's I think that's why we want to celebrate family business. <laughs> well, I come from a family business, right? So my dad was a contractor in Manhattan forever. And as a kid, I'd go in with him on the weekends or on those holiday days off. Uh, even at five, six years old, I'd be with dad and I'd be picking up screws or handing him his hammer or whatever it was back in the day. And then as I got a little older, I went you know, on the job and I'd be the, the, the kid getting the coffee or the one dragging the heavy stuff around for everybody, the grunt work nobody else wants, the gopher as they call them, right? And then when I hit 16, I sort of had a little bit of computer background. Dad had one of these old IBM computers with the green screens and everything. And he had a big dot matrix printer with those with the green and white paper and the holes on the side. And I said, hey, Dad, let me come in the office and, and do some stuff on the computer for you. And so at 16, I went in. I started building like some Excel spreadsheets. Excel, sorry, Lotus 123. There was no Excel. Lotus 123 no spreadsheets. <laughs> And I built a couple like keyboard, I learned how to do keyboard commands so that you can hit like control P for print. And it would print out all of the, and then he could put in all the numbers for the hours worked and it would do payroll and print all the payroll reports for him. And that's how I got started is working in my dad's business. And I love going to work with my dad. I loved spending time with him and we'd go get a cup of coffee or we'd go get dinner or lunch or something. And it was always, it was always a great and my dad and I are super tight. Me and Justin are super tight. He and my dad are super tight. You know, want to pick him up from the airport today, literally. <laughs> he did, didn't oh, he? Oh, cool. <laughs> wonderful. So, so, so it's been it's been kind of that whole idea of 
the family together has come down the pipe basically since then. And uh, I, I know Justin, if, if the way he keeps going, he's never going to work for anybody either, probably, or may not work for anybody. Um, whether he's working for himself or working for, with me, he's he's able to self-destiny at this point, right? He's super young, super eager, super smart, cute as a button, and uh, and he's going to but I'm not worried about him. And I just love the fact that I was telling someone the other day that it's so nice to have him working with me to see how he's picking up on the business. Because he had never had any interest at all as he was growing up and he's going to school for a business degree. And I'm like, I do own a business. You can kind of like <laughs> come in, you can look at the books. If you have some suggestions based on what you're learning, that can maybe help us grow or change. Let me know, come on in. And he finally was like, what can I do? And I'm like, you could do this. He was like, oh, let's give it a shot. And pretty good since then. Yeah. So have you been using your business degree in the, in the business? Have you got I mean, some of that? Uh, not, I mean, definitely. So, okay. When, when it comes to actual schooling, I feel like the only, the last year that I was in school, I actually learned a lot of information. That's it. Like everything else, I was just like, why am I here? I can do this at home type thing. I, I don't know. But I def as for like actual problem solving and just how you view your company compared to the competition, how you can do better. I definitely am able to do that and apply that to what I do today. So that's what I like as well. I, I'm able to use those problem solving skills from school and take it into sales because sales is obviously listening, making sure that you're able to give the customer what they need, what they want, especially what they want, because it's all emotion, obviously. Right. I'm going to interrupt you there. Sales done right is listening. Yeah. Thank yes. You. Sales <laughs> done right. That's true. Yes. But I've learned that too, by through through men, through mentors, multiple, not just the one that I'm working with right now. I think that's been more helpful too. I, obviously, I'm an advocate for school, but I think when you work with somebody closely and you're able to ask them questions consistently, like every day type, like every day, every week, that's works for me. That's how I learn on a daily basis, whether it's, I, I read sometimes, but I don't read a lot. I read, I should read more. I listen to a lot of things, but I just reading takes a lot out of me or just does. But like I said, working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I think that's the best way to actually use my skills every single day. So that's been helpful. Nice. Steve, what one thing that you wish you had known when you started out? So I would honestly say the business numbers part of it, like the, mm -hmm. like when you go see, watch, I don't know if you guys watch Shark Tank, right? When you watch Shark Tank and they come out, what's this? What's your retention and what's your customer acquisition cost and what's this and what's that? I had no clue. I was not an accounting guy. I wasn't a finance guy. I didn't really know any of that. It was all kind of seat of my pants kind of stuff going forward. It was just like, and it, when I was a solopreneur, it was about just getting as much money in the door as I could get. And, and getting the job done to keep people paying me more and answering and then using what I, my knowledge in what I did to get out there so that people could find me to, and they'd be like, well, I called you because I put in this keyword and you're everywhere. And I'm like, all right, good. The job's working there. Right. And then they call me. I'm like, all right, well, great. So they kind of knew I knew what I was doing because I was right there, what they looked for. But I wish I had a better understanding about forecasting the numbers, the being able to, to, to know like my, my acquisition costs are customer lifetime stuff. I'm so little shaky on those things. Honestly, those are things that I'm still trying to, and I've been looking for some classes on that. My accountant, and I have talked to a bit more about, Hey, give me more of the numbers. I need to know more about the business, the numbers, not just, not just 
income and expenses, but what's it take? What kind of, what kind of, pro how profitable are we? What, which jobs are profitable, which aren't profitable? So those things, I wish I had a better foundation with when I started this and still trying to kind of figure all those out. We're getting obviously close to where I want to be, but it wasn't anything I ever put a lot of emphasis on. It was like, as long as I can pay the bills, as long as I can pay the guy, as long as I can put some money in my pocket, I was good. And that's not really the way to run a business. It's not. And it's very common. I mean, it's very common. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, people start a business with a skill set and they do that. They know that skill set and then it grows and they've got employees and, they, and, and and now all of a sudden all that other stuff comes up. Yeah. And and they're so busy just yeah. doing the thing that where do you, you can't just stop and go back to school. Yeah. And yeah. I think the other thing too would be learning to work on the business and not in the business, right? If you're working in the business, you have a job. You're just maybe a solopreneur. You're not, you're not an entrepreneur. You're an employee in a business that you own. Working on the business and trying to make it grow and trying to bring more stuff into it, that's a different side of the business. And I think that for me, who's a bit of a control freak at certain times, it took me a while to just said, let it go. Let somebody else do the job because for a couple of reasons, I have one guy, I was at a training and he said to me, who does your keyword research? And I'm like, well, I do. And he's like, how much do you charge an hour? And at the time I was charging like a hundred bucks an hour to do pick for my time. And he said, could you hire somebody to do that? And I'm like, I mean, maybe, but you know, could you train somebody how to do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, so if you could train somebody to do it and they, and you charge, they charge you $25 an hour, you're basically saving $75 an hour. And you're, if you're doing it yourself, then you're getting paid $25 an hour for a hundred dollar an hour person. And I went, wow, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, that makes total sense. Like I'm wasting my, let me give this work to somebody else that can do it, that does the same job work. I can teach to do the job and pay them 25 bucks an hour and go find people who will pay me a hundred bucks an hour, 200 bucks an hour, whatever it may be, and do that job. Let that happen. And so that was also something I wish I had known earlier on in the business is to work on it and not in it as much as you can. Nice. Yeah, there's an author uh, I, I like, uh, Michael Michalovich, I believe this is how you pronounce his name. He wrote, he's written several books. One of them is called Fix This Next. And the other one is Run Like Clockwork. And the, the Run Like Clockwork is, is that what you were just talking about is take the owner working themselves out of running the business all the time to being the business, uh, more like an investor, right. managing the business from externally and, and his the challenge that he sets for people is when you start following his process or if you hire his his consulting is you plan a four-week vacation. You put it on the calendar, whether it's a year from now or 18 months, but you plan a four-week vacation and you work to take that four-week vacation and have the business run without you for that four weeks. So I was lucky kind of enough in 19, 2019, I went on a 10-day vacation to Iceland with a couple friends. And Connection was tough. It was no like Wi-Fi. Every now and then you get to the hotel, maybe you get some Wi-Fi. But those 10 days, my team took care of whatever they did to take care of. I hear from my my assistant a couple of times about stuff. But I'm at the point now where I, I can go away for a little while and feel I took a cruise like a couple of years ago. Actually, just when I took our first cruise together right before, literally like three It was, the, it was before, a week of COVID. Week like, of we got ship out. Yeah, really, yeah, I, like, exactly. We had, no, we had no Wi-Fi, and I came back. I had no school, no nothing. Like I was like, "What happened?" Yeah. We got back on Saturday, and Tuesday the shutdowns happened. On, on we got back on the 14th of March, and 17th was when they shut it down. 
So we we came back then. And that whole week, we had no Wi-Fi and everybody was all running stuff. So I'm at a place now where I feel like I can step away for a little bit. I know if there's an emergency or an issue, I could be reached. I was away for 10 days during the summer, RVing with, with my girlfriend. And a couple of little things came up here and there that I had to deal with. But most of it was like access to this, access to that. So the business runs pretty good for a little while. Now, can it run for a month at a time without me? I don't know. But I'm I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can do that. And that's, that's really the the point of the jump up. But now I'm investing a lot more of my time into this business, the new one here to build that side because there's more, this is easier revenue and it's more scalable. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're getting at with that, trying to scale up that. We can get a thousand people paying us $99 a month. You know, that's, that's a lot of money every month. So that'd be nice. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm out of questions. I mean, you've answered more questions than I could have asked. And, and they're, it, I, this is like a masterclass. I love it. How can people find, where would you want people to find you? Do you want them to go to Steve Scott, Steve Scott SEO.com? Do you want them to go to your website, Tampa, Tampa SEO.com or what? Yeah, Tampa-SEO.com is probably the best place to go right now. That will have access to our, 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 our agency side of work, consulting work and training work. We're actually in the middle of a redesign right now. That's going to probably relaunch sometime in the next few months. It's a little outdated, but contact information's there. Information about what we do is there. Some of the dates for training are not there because we're not doing in-person training anymore, but that's coming. And the Steve Scott SEO site is launching probably in the next month or two. I, I would say beginning of the year, we'll have it up and running, ready to go. We're just kind of finishing all the little the little details off, all the nuances, getting all the email chains going. But that, or you could just go on, on the web and just type in Tampa SEO, Tampa SEO training. You'll find us on the web all over. There's reviews everywhere, Google, Facebook, Yelp, you name it. Forget what I say, go read what other people have to say. Go to LinkedIn, look at some of the recommendations. We've got, I think it was like a thousand endorsements, 1800 oh, endorsements, 1800 endorsements. Wow. About 30 reviews on LinkedIn. It's just, I've been doing it a long time and a lot of people come in and out and through my world. Other people have come through the business, either through training or consulting and have turned their own lives into their own businesses on their own, have whole businesses that they've created whole companies. Like I said, have taken training and, and made their team expand their team and they're, they're printing money. Some of these guys have an appointment tomorrow with an old student who has made a fortune selling chiropractic marketing after learning uh, what to do. So uh, yeah, so it's it's great to share some of those triumphs with some of my old students. I love when my when my clients see they're coming up at the top of Google for the things they want to get found for. Yeah, so just reach out or uh, you can find you can find us online. You can give Justin a call as well. Call me. Yeah, not, yeah. Nine, eight one three nine nine seven. Justin, you are on the website, right? Say it again. Is your phone number on the website? Justin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his isn't, but the the main line is, and he gets all the calls. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That was one big thing. When I shifted all the, the calls that were coming in to him, that was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I saved him time. Vacation yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Oh. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thanks for having and, us. Uh, we will look forward to uh, future conversations. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been great to chat thank with you. you. And, uh, it's been great.